Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League Show, Season 2, Episode 37. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Now, tonight we've got a few troops down, but Tash, it's just me and you, my friend, uh, takes us back to uh, some earlier episodes that we've done together, and uh, we've got a pretty special one tonight. But before we get too carried away, let's dive into our warm-up. And the one. And a two, and a one, two, three. Play it on the set. Bishop wore butless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Tash, we're in the off-season. I mean, I've been waiting to say that for how long? It just kind of feels like that kind of doesn't exist in the women's game uh, in, the, in the year 2022. But we are in a little bit of a, a gap period at the moment. But Tash... In the warm-up, we have to take it back to the New South Wales Harvey Norman's Women's Premiership Grand Final that happened last week. It was incredible. And I guess, Tash, just reflecting on our predictions, a bit of right and wrong, and you know, talking about it a little bit more generally, uh, Tash, it was pretty special what both clubs did because... Look, I've given this competition a wrap in the past. I've said, you know, just under NRLW competition, this is, you know, one of the best competitions in the world for the women's game of rugby league. And... You know, it was just, it, it was such a unique season for these clubs. You know, they had, you know, disruptions with NRLW players coming in and out, playing with some younger players. And then you could just see a few teams sort of taking a little bit longer to really get into red hot form. Tash, two of those clubs were the Sharks and the Tigers. And my friend, it, uh, it came down to the wire. It was as dramatic as it gets. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the GF from last week because, uh, yeah, it was something. Oh, Dan, it was absolutely amazing. It is the game that just kept on giving. I mean, to have a grand final, firstly, um, between the Tigers and the Sharks, who had two upset wins in the semifinal the week before just to get there, and then have this display of such tough physical footy, you know, all tied up at full time. Then we go five minutes each way and, oh, guess what, we're all tied up then. And, you know, um, Emily Curtin having to slot that really difficult um, conversion from almost the sideline to get them into Golden Point. And then, again, she she steps up um, and, you know, slots that field goal to give West Tigers the win. I, I was commentating it and I remember going, I'm waiting for the ref to put, uh, the touchy to put his flags up, I didn't have to because all of the Tiger girls just raced onto the field. It was just it was just a great game of footy. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to unpack and, you know, we're going to talk about it for a lot of weeks to come. But, you know, I, I just thought it was special from the club, you know, to drop a couple of games early in the season in what is effectively a tournament. You know, a lot of these seasons have been condensed. And what I always talk about in these tournaments, these little competitions, is you can't be losing football games. And, you know, they, these teams, they, they started off a little bit rough and then came home with a wet sail. And then, you know, in those pressure moments, Tash, you can't help but sit back and wait for some of those bigger players to really rise to the occasion. Under the pressure... Under the under you know the, the biggest moments of the game, some of those players really stood up. And look, you know, not to toot my own horn, but hey, my predictions have 
not been so crash hot this year, so I apologise for any of the punters out there. But I did say last week I'm I'm, I'm fed up with uh, betting against Sam Curtin. Uh, I've learnt my lesson. I'll no longer be doing that. So yeah, definitely uh, tipped a winner there. But look, congratulations to the West Tigers. Um, you know that's a very special one. And you know, look to the Cronulla Sharks. They're not too far away, which they proved once again. So that elusive silverware that I know they've been chasing for a little while now. I, I think that's not too far away. Some very very special players in a beaten side there. All right, team, well, let's dive into one of our favourite segments here on Mojo Sports. We uh, we look forward to this segment each and every time we do it, a bit of a player-in-focus segment. Let's dive into all ball. Every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities, but who stands out above the rest? If I can influence people positively, then... Yeah, as I mentioned, one of our favourite segments here at Mojo Sports, all ball, player in focus. And tonight we are, well, we are blessed to uh, have a very special guest on the show, uh, West Tigers, uh, recent grand final winner, uh, NRLW, up and coming superstar, Keely Brown joins the show. Keely, welcome to Mojo Sports. Hey, Dan. Hey, Tasha. Thanks so much for having me. Look, we are excited and there is no time to waste. Let's get into some of our questions that we've got prepared for you. Promise we, you know, it's nothing too difficult. Kelly, we just just want to get to know you a little bit. Let's take it all the way back because we find a lot of this um, probably, you know, the, the, the most interesting when it comes to, you know, people's backgrounds and their introductions to rugby league. So take it all the way back uh, for us. What's sort of your earliest memories of sports? What were the types of sports that you played and, yeah, sort of your earliest memories of rugby league? Um, yeah, so I suppose a lot of the other girls often mention how they played when they were younger. Um, I never really played those younger years when they used to verse the boys, which would have been heaps of fun. But I was um, a netball girl, actually. I played netball and touch footy growing up um, and then grew to playing league tag. And I'm from a small town um, down on the south coast so there was only um, league tag was only just starting out when um, for girls when um, I started playing and then yeah the Milton Ulladella Bulldogs which is my um, home club junior club um, got their first ever um, under 18s women's team which was the first ever tackle team uh, down there and I was actually too young at the time to play they had the you had to be um, I think so it was under 18 so you had to be 16 or 17 and um, I think I must have been 15 at the time and it was all the girls that I grew up playing league tag and um, touch footy with because we all played the same sports together um, being a small town and uh, they were trying to convince me to play and I was I thought about it and I was like oh I'd give it a go and then I asked mum and mum was like oh no I don't think so <laughs> and um yeah, they ended up being short on numbers and I was just um, kind of going with the flow at that point. I wasn't too fussed and the coach ended up ringing up my mum and asking, um, yeah, if she'd let me play. Um, and she said, yeah, okay, as long as um, she's not running in the middle at the big strong girls because at the time I suppose I wasn't, I was pretty little against some of those girls, especially the ones that were two years older so there was a promise that I'd be stuck out on the edge and I wouldn't be hurt in the process of yeah playing my first games. You know, 
because because we're hearing a lot of this here at Mojo Sports around the netball, the touch, the tag background, and then there's like this pivotal moment where you've got to make that decision to try tackle. And in your instance, it was you're okay with it. The parents, I mean, there are just so many young people out there that are just they're just unsure about taking that leap, you know, from whether it's from touch to tackle or whether it's from another sport. I mean, what's your perspective of it? I mean, you know, was it was it intimidating? Was it as bad as what you thought? Can you remember the first time you got absolutely folded or you folded someone? Like, I, I guess talk to us about some of those memories, how you were feeling, because, um, yeah, once you get that taste of tackle footy, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. Those early games are very uncomfortable and I still was nervous about the contact side of it in particular for like years after I started playing. It is something because it is something so weird, like getting used to that physicality of it when you've grown up playing non-contact sports. But um, I think just sticking with it and like, yeah, trying to, I suppose you always hear the saying, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think, yeah, that's something once you decide you like it, then you can step into it and, um, yeah, learn that it's not so scary after all. That's, once you, that's yeah, what I was going to say. Level. I'm like, it, it's just that first, you know, that, that first moment where you get run over by the biggest forward you've ever met in your entire life and you survive it. You're like, okay, like it's, it, you know, it's not that bad. I'm going to be fine and, uh, and, and let's go. And then, you know, obviously that's one side of it, the actual tackle, the defensive side, but, you know, you've got your own talents that you bring to the game when, you know, some of those bigger players are a little bit tired, you can get in there and cause some damage yourself. So it's not always one-sided rugby league, that's for sure. My friend, talk to us a little bit. So obviously, you know, you start to play, um, you know, a fair bit of consistent, you know, local club footy. And then I, I guess what we're really, um, I guess, next interested in is trying to understand what it feels like to take that next step up. So where did you go from local football? And talk to us a little bit about, yeah, like was it faster, more physical? Yeah, what, what was what was your sort of observations of, of that next step in your, in your young career? Yeah, I think um, I was a bit casual with footy for the first couple of years. I wasn't sure if I wanted to take it on or not, and I think a lot of that comes from self-doubt, which I think – is common amongst a lot of female players still at any level. There's always that little bit of self-doubt. Like I wasn't sure if I um, suppose should have been in the rep side, so I wasn't sure if I wanted to take it on. But I think, um, yeah, after a couple of years in the Steelers uh, junior reps, I decided, okay, if I want to chase footy, I've got to make that decision, not just wait and see if it happens because things don't come if you wait and see, you got to, yeah, decide and then do something about it. So, um, yeah, I think just, yeah, it was that needing to make that decision and then step into chasing it and doing something about it. Now, at the start of the episode, I spoke a little bit about a competition that you've grown to love and you've had a, a big part of, and we're certainly going to get and talk to you about it. But the uh, the Harvey Norman New South Wales Women's Premiership. Talk to me about your connection to that comp, how that journey sort of started, and yeah, talk to us a little bit about that one. Yeah, so the my last year of um, junior reps was coming to an end, and um, that's where the pathway kind of gets confusing. It was well, what now? Because um, players were going to go in all different directions, and um, being still uh, eighteen. Yeah, the Harvey Norman comp is women's so it was 
uh, I had never played a women's game then and it was a bit scary. That was a big jump up to go and play with the with the older and more experienced did you, girls. Did and, you play in the Tasha Gale Cup or how did that work? Like, yep. Yeah. So I played for the Steelers, yeah, in the Tasha Gale Cup, yep. which was, yeah, um, bumped up to being under 19s in my last year, which I was lucky enough to get another year was in. That, and that was because of COVID? They bumped up the age group? Was that how that worked? Yeah, because yeah, nice. in 2020, um, the season got cut short. Yep. So then, yeah, the next year they bumped it up. Okay, and then where where did you go? Like, and how did that? How does how does that work? How do you find a club? Did they reach out to you? Like, yeah, how, how does it how does it work? I mean, there's a lot of girls out there in similar ish positions. It's um, yeah, it's 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 pretty different trying trying to navigate this. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I suppose it got to two options. There was um, taking that step up and going to play for Harvey Norman or playing club footy, and it was also a matter of um, seeing where you're at with footy. Um, I remember having a chat to my um, coach at the time, um, asking if she thought I was ready ready to um, go and play in a Harvey Norman team. And she said, um, there is that risk of, because they are squads and there is that selection process. So she said, you can go back and play club footy and play it consistently, or you can um, go up to a Harvey Norman comp and possibly not uh, play uh, much footy, or you could play lots of footy, but you just might not know. So, Kelly, uh, I think, are you talking about Alicia Kate Hawke? Yes. Yeah. Absolute shout out to Alicia Kate, um, massive yes. fan, um, and what she's done for the female game, especially in the development, has been phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, so she's giving you a little bit of advice. So, did uh, West Tigers approach you or did you go to an open, um, you know, uh, tryout session, trials, sorry? Um, so at the end of my um, Steelers season, I actually went up to the Helensburg Tigers. So I decided that I was going to play um, Harvey Norman and I um, went up to the yeah Helensburg Tigers because they had a team um, last year and it, it, I suppose the way I got in was there was a few of us that were going to go up and it was um I think they reached out to a few of our players and they said that um they had spots for I think there was six of us and um but it was a matter of it was the six people that reached out to them um mutually and said that we wanted to play and they said yep um come up and yeah you can come and train with us and be a part of our squad. Okay, Keely, don't be shy. I know there's some of those great names that you would have played alongside. So just tell me about the girls that you played with in the Helensburg Tigers. Um, so that was my first year playing with uh, Kezi Apps and Jess Sergis, Rachel Pearson. That's where I met, yeah, those three big names. Um, and, yeah, there were plenty more incredible players in that squad as well, and I think, it was a really good group, that one, especially for my first um, women's team. Yeah, Keely, look, I've, I've followed your career and it's, it's not, not surprising how good and how well you've developed. Uh, we'll talk about your grand final performance in, in a little bit. But to have come up through the, the coaches such as Alicia Kate and then your first chance playing um, Harvey Norman, you know, with the big girls, you're alongside those names that you just mentioned, you know, uh, Kezi Apps and um, uh, Jess Sergis and uh, I suppose Sammy Bremner was sort of around here and there. But 
the next step, because Helensburg Tigers had to fold, um, so the next step, tell me, tell me how, how did you end up at the Tigers? Um, so the, that Helensburg Tigers, yeah, that season ended and um, that year I was lucky enough to get my first NRLW contract. So that was the um, next footy step for me. Um, but in conjunction, knowing that that got pushed back, there was also Harvey Norman coming around and um, the coach of Helensburg Tigers, Ryan Powell, was going across to the West Tigers. And, um, yeah, that's how I was offered a contract across um, with the West Tigers because I suppose I didn't know many of the Sydney comps, so I also wasn't sure if I wasn't going there, I wouldn't have known where I was going, so I was lucky enough to, yeah, be offered a contract there. Yeah, well, West Tigers were, were lucky enough to, to get you. I'm, I'm sure, but um, so you've, you've got your connection, so you feel more familiar with um, Ryan Powell being being your coach. So, what did you think the West Tigers' um, chances of taking out the grand final were going to be? What, what were your feelings when you first started playing for the West Tigers? Yeah, it was a very interesting season. It's preseason started, I suppose, yeah, months before, and it. Um, was a bit clunky like throughout training as you said players coming in leaving we had we started Tigers preseason, then we had to go to our NRLW and then return after so it was yeah a bit of um changing in squads um but yeah starting the season we started off well and I think our first two games we gained a bit of confidence and backed ourselves a little bit um and then we went through Oh, I wasn't sure what to think at the time. It was, it was an evenly matched competition this season, I think, which was really cool to see because there wasn't that one team that just, um, yeah, stood all over everyone. It was a matter of, yeah, who you verse and how you show up on the day and, yeah, then who wins from that as well. Kelly, I, I was the same. I, I was sitting there watching you um, guys go through a few of those early season struggles and I'm like, I'm just thinking, like, what's doing? You know, I I can. It's not just the names on the paper. You can see that this is a bit of a special group, but it just wasn't quite clicking. But you know, we're not talking massive defeats. So at the same time, I'm sure the group's sitting back, being like, you know, you know, we, you know, we we've got this. We can settle this. All right. Well, look. Before we dive into what we all want to talk about, is uh, well, there's so much to get through in your your incredible career so far, and that is what happened with the West Tigers to finish off that season. But before we do that. Let's dive into your NRLW um, connection because I think you've laid that out beautifully, you know, in terms of your netball tag touch background, moving away through the pathways, playing local footy, Tasha Gale, uh, through into Harvey Norman, to Helensburg Tigers, which had then, you know, you obviously moved over into the West Tigers. But at some point, there's a call, there's a connection around this competition, this NRLW. I, I guess I, I'm interested in a couple of things. The first is, at what point did you think it could be a possibility or, or it might have been something, a bit of a goal or something you, you could, you, you might be able to aspire to? And then, yeah, talk to us about how it happened. How did you, uh, yeah, break through into the NRLW? Yeah, so I suppose I l- looked up to it um, since I started, yeah, playing rugby league, the the big girls, which was, um, yeah, pretty surreal than when I got to play with a few of them in that Harvey Norman. But, um, yeah, in my junior rep season with the Steelers, I watched Keely Davis go through the same pathway as me, the same junior rep system, and she went through to the Dragons. And then 
uh, Madison Weatherall, um, I actually played with her in my first Steelers season and she went through the pathway through to the Dragons and each year it was kind of a couple that went through that junior rep system through straight through to the Dragons women's team and it was, um, yeah, a bit like daunting to think that it was a possibility but so exciting at the same time but there's always that self-doubt of, um, yeah, am I capable of taking that step and breaking through um yeah into that pathway and I suppose I just decided that I wanted to give it everything I got and um the yeah junior rep system then led to they had a their first ever Dragons Academy um the year that of my last year of junior reps um which was a training academy that we just had a couple of weeks training and then um in my Harvey Norman game was actually where um, I got scouted because uh, Matt Head from the Dragons was supposed to be the um, NRLW coach at the time. So he scouted um, his squad that he picked and he watched a couple of the games that I played for the Helensburg Tigers. And, yeah, he decided through clips of those games that um, he was going to offer me a contract. So he actually yeah, told me that news at one of my academy games, uh, academy training sessions, sorry, with the Dragons that um, he was going to be offering me a contract, yeah, with the women's girls and which was pretty surreal. Uh, at the time I had to like double check. I was like asked um, Snake, our manager, um, if that was a development, like because there's development girls outside of the 24 that are yeah. contracted and it's like, oh, so is that a development player or is he talking a, an actual contract there? And Snake was like, no, 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 it's one of the contracts. Yeah. yeah that, that's an amazing story. And like you said, you mentioned another couple of names that you saw go through those sort of pathways. So Dan and I have been talking about your, I mean, you're only 19, but the progression that you've made. I think that season, uh, the 2021 NRLW, must have been a big eye-opener for you, That the level of training. So can you just talk us through a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was, yeah, pretty daunting again going from, because at the time I was only um, 18 when they said it was going to be, oh, sorry, yeah, 18, and then when I got offered the contract and then turned 19 during the preseason. But, um, yeah, I just knew that it was going to be a very big step up. Like these were the, yeah, the girls that on the big stage and training was going to be a very big step up. But I think I was so excited and so willing to, um, yeah, take it on that I, yeah, just decided to, yeah, give it everything I had and, um yeah, we also actually had a really long preseason because the comps kept getting pushed back. So we were training on our own and I think that was hard in a sense that I didn't know where the level was going to be at. Uh, we were sent out our programs, but, um, yeah, you're still doing those programs on your own. So you don't know, um, yeah, what the rest of the team's doing or how, yeah, you compare to any of them. And, I yeah, just knew I was going to be the young one coming in that, yeah, was trying to keep up with the bigger girls. Yeah, that that, that can be tough. But, Keely, you, you obviously did your work um, individually in those programs. Um, as you said, you had something to prove. And the, 
the way your game has progressed is just lightning fast. And I think coming off the back of that 2021 season and going um, into the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership, and, Dan, we talked at the top of the show about, you know, you look to the older girls, the leaders, to step up in those big grand final moments. But uh, Keely, 19 years of age, two tries. Talk us through the first one. I think it was at, off a kick. Yeah. Um, so em, Emily Curtin, my half on the right side, she, yeah, put through, um, she did a, a high one actually, a little chip over the line and landed it perfectly in the in goal and the winger um, went up to contest it as at the same time I did. And um, yeah, it was just a simple kick with a chase and I saw the ball and just got a little bit hungry, I think, and decided to yeah go for it. That's that's not how I saw it. This is how I saw it. Emily Curtin puts this pinpoint kick up. You come steaming onto it, my friend. You you had no right to get that because you came from behind. And the um, Cronulla Sutherland winger, actually, you both had the ball and you were having none of it. You turned in the air, ripped the ball out and placed it down for the four-pointer. So absolutely amazing, great footy to watch. And tell us about your second try. Because tell us about the minutes, the moments when, you know, how important that try was. Yeah, it was a pretty intense um, 10 minutes, the two five-minute halves. And I think um, once Sammy went through in that first five minutes um, and they got that first try in extra time, I think there was that little bit of a um, drop in the gut that was um, a little bit disheartened. But I think the theme of... Yeah, our Tigers side all year was that resilience and we knew that we had it in us to um, bounce back and not let that first try get to us. It meant nothing. I reckon uh, there would have been a few people that didn't yeah. know the rules that would have thought the game's over. Like, you know, was there any people yeah. like completely – like it was just oh, – it, it was chaos, wasn't it, that, that extra time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, actually, I thought – I mean, I was so tired that I looked up at the clock and saw – there was only a couple of minutes, not realising we had another extra five minutes. So, yeah, for a second there, I was like, oh, no, the game's over. over. But, <laughs> yeah, we went into that next five minutes and um, I think it comes down to that when you do those little drills and things at training where you just got to put that effort on effort and um, you don't stop till the last whistle. And uh, our training throughout the season, especially towards the back of the season, um, practicing those plays really ended up pulling through because everyone went, knew where they had to be um, at the right time. And uh, we, yeah, sat to our point and they called um, our play, which was called Concord Star. And I knew that that meant that I was coming around as that extra sweeping player. And um, we had previously in the season done it on play three. And then we changed it to play two. So I was um, coming around ready for play two. And you can see it in the replay that I come around on that play two. And uh, Bucky, our left half or 5'8", um, just turned, I was said, play three, play three. I mean, play two. And she said, no, no, no. And then one of the middles took it back to the, um, laid one more back in the middle. And um, I knew that on the play three, that it was on and I just was yelling at her from behind. Yep. We're still on here, Bucky. We're still on. Yeah. Play three, play three. I'm out the back. I'm out the back. And 
um, yeah, the three of us just swung around and that hole opened up really perfectly, um, which, yeah, got us that extra four points um, in that extra time, which was, yeah, to pretty, give, pretty crazy. To give you the chance, M Curtin kicks the conversion, then the dramatic yeah. field goal, you win the premiership. I mean, how does it feel? I mean, the blood, the sweat, the tears. I mean, again, this is this is it. This is one of the... It's one of the best competitions we've got in this country, in in in, in the world, you know, and it, it means so much to people. How did you feel? Yeah, it was such a crazy good feeling, especially um, seeing the team that we had. You saw in the videos everyone running on the field at the end of the game. There was a huge squad behind us. There was so many supporters there on the day, um, many of which didn't even have family in the team, I don't think. They were just... Um, true West Tigers supporters and I think um, yeah that's what just makes it is when you have that big uh, group behind you and um, yeah you can see everyone piling in and jumping up and yelling and screaming it was yeah a very good day not only for our team but for the club it's the first ever uh, time for the women's West Tigers to make a grand final let alone win one so it was yeah a really good day for the team and the club. Yeah, I think plenty more to come in the future. That's for sure. No, that look. That's that's what's footy. That's what footy is all about. And your breakdown of that play. I mean, it just it gives me chills. That's why we love this. Uh, we love this sport of ours. And I mean, you know, just quickly, um, I just just to finish up on. You know, you, you've spoken about you're still so young. You know, you're coming into a lot of these squads as that inexperienced player. I guess my question is, off the back of the NRLW season, did, did you? Did you feel a little bit more confident, you know, as confident as you could be as still as a young, experienced player? Did, did it feel a little bit different coming into the West Tigers system off the back of that NRLW experience? Yeah, definitely. I think NRLW was, um, yeah, a really big experience with a lot of lessons in it um, about footy and particularly ones about uh, that next level of footy and all the little things that you didn't realise were there, like that pressure. And um, I'd never played footy in front of a crowd like that or um, behind cameras or any of that sort of thing. So the nerves were, um, yeah, something else with NRLW, which I think, especially on that grand final of NRLW, um, I've never been so nervous in my life, but I think that really being put in that deep end then prepares you for then when I did come into the West Tigers, that finals footy felt a little more comfortable. And I think I felt a lot more composed. Um, I realized that on grand final day, when I woke up feeling not genuinely scared, nervous, like yeah. I usually am, I usually have scared nerves, but it was just all excited nerves. Um, yeah. With this grand final. And you're still only 19. I mean that, you know, that, that's just, a great illustration of your own sort of development, how quickly this, this, this can happen. And I, I guess my final question is now, how do you feel heading into the next NRLW campaign again? Are you feeling a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more confident? Um, your game is improving game by game. I mean, yeah. How, how are you feeling coming into this one? I'm sure it's um, you, you're feeling um, a, a lot, a lot better about this upcoming season. Yeah. I'm really excited um, I suppose, yeah, not knowing where it's going to go and you never do at the start of the season, but um, having a lot more footy games being played um, is a lot nicer feeling. Um, uh, that period after COVID with no footy for so long was um, made 
then coming into playing footy a little bit more tricky. Um, but now, yeah, having come off the back of a season and I'm really grateful that we got that grand final win because it, yeah, brings that excitement back to then um, jump straight into preseason and be, yeah, still excited on that buzz of how good footy can be. Keely, coming off, you know, the loss in the 2021 season, the grand final loss, it's always they're the danger team because they're stinging. You know, they they want um, to take away that premiership the very next time they play in it, and which starts up very, very soon. And the Dragons have a great player retention rate, I noticed this year. There's a lot of you girls have all played together. So tell me how that's going to work for you. Yeah, there's a lot of um, our squad returning, which is really exciting because we've only got that short preseason as well. We've only got four weeks um, for the yeah this NRLW season. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting that we've got a lot coming back and um, we're, yeah, taking off – oh, sorry, we're starting where we, yeah, left off. We're not starting from scratch from this scratch. season. So, yeah, we're building from here, which is – yeah, really exciting to see. And what you said, um, sorry, coming off no. the back of a loss was, yeah, that fire in your belly. I think we're all very hungry to come back and, um, yeah, really come back for that premiership. Yeah, and Kelly, that that's what we're so excited about the next NRLW competition is that it's going to be bigger, better, faster, stronger. And, you know, you guys are able to build off – it's just – Look, I, I know the fans are already buzzing. It's not too far away. I'm excited. Players are excited. Coaches are excited. Uh, with my mate Jamie Soward there at the helm, uh, I think the Dragons are in for something special. But um, but there you go, uh, our listeners. There's just a little bit of a sneak peek insight into the story of Killy Brown, one that is far from written and is only just beginning. Um, an absolute superstar of our game, but uh, she doesn't get off that easy. We're going to carry her forward to our final segment, uh, rapid fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, just a nice quick one for you. We're doing a little bit of a mini series reflecting on some of our MVPs in different positions uh, across uh, the women's game at the moment because there are some absolute superstars. Uh, and this week, my question for you is the halfback position. Thoughts on who's sort of the best halfback at the moment? Who's playing playing the best football so far this season? Could be at any level. Uh, yeah, really keen to hear your thoughts on this, Tash. Yeah, Dan, um, I'll let Keely go with, with the obvious that she might say, but I cannot let it go without saying Rat Pearson. She burst onto the scene for the Dragons. I know Sowie had a lot to do, um, you know, giving her confidence, um, but she is so level-headed, so mature. The way she steers her, you know, pack around the park has been outstanding and, you know, hey, let's not forget the Blues beat the Maroons. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've got to say Rat Pearson. It's probably the first time ever I've not said Ali Brigginshaw. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. I was I was thinking the same. I, I absolutely love the way in which he plays. So I, I think you've I think you've got my pick there. And another player I wanted to give a little bit of a rap to was uh, you know, Ray Racing McGregor, uh, from the Chooks. You know, the, the Chooks were very sleepy, obviously when they first started the NRL um last NRLW competition. They weren't themselves, they were a little bit clunky, comp, uh, combinations weren't there. I don't think fitness was there either. 
And but you just knew you knew that this group was going to sort of pull it together, and then obviously they went and did their thing. And yeah, I felt like Ray really warmed into that tournament and uh, played some really good football. So a little bit of a shout out for her performance there, which definitely puts her in the conversation here. But yeah, Tash Rat, she uh, that kicking game, it is just getting better and better, and I cannot wait to see what that looks like um, in the next upcoming season. Kelly, difficult for you, my friend. You've played with some handy playmakers already in your career. Um, but, yeah, if you had to give someone a shout-out at the moment, um, especially in that halfback sort of role, uh, where would you go with this one? Oh, I'll have to give a wrap to M. Curtin um, coming off the back of that West Tigers season. Um, it was really good to, yeah, play alongside her and, um, yeah, I suppose receive be on the receiving end of what she had to put on um, on that right side. And, yeah, she showed, I suppose, what she's – her talent in the grand final with when it comes down to those, yeah, um, crucial plays and that she can handle that pressure. But I'd also have to give a special shout-out to Rat. She's she's not only a good player but a good person and I think she's very talented and I'm really excited to see, yeah, both of their careers continue on. Yeah, no, two very, very special players there. And, you know, we didn't mention a couple of Queenslanders up there as well. So they'll be, they listen to the podcast. They'll be burning. They'll be looking to put in a big performance as well. And, uh, hey, what's doing? There's a few very special talented playmakers that may or may not be aligned to teams at the moment. So I think we all know a few of the players I'm talking about. So I don't know what's doing there. There's some amazing players um, in and around those halves positions. And, um, yeah, look, if there's any NRLW teams in recruitment who are listening to this podcast, uh, yeah, get out there and have a look. There are some players who are unsigned who are very, very special. So get on that. But there we go. Um, some very special players. And, you look, excited to see who's going to emerge as well because, um, you know, it's far from over. We're about to kick into a new season. And, uh, yeah, these playmakers are going to be going at it. So, uh, yeah, cannot cannot wait. All right, team. Look, that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, Tash, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. But, Kelly, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and sharing a little bit of your story. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We have so many listeners who are thinking about, considering, diving into tackle football. And, my friend, hopefully after they listen to this episode, they just get that little extra nudge, that little bit of uh, motivation and inspiration to take that leap because – my friend, it's paid off for you, and we're so excited to see what the future looks like for you. Thanks again for jumping on the mojo. No worries. Thank you so much again for having me. Yeah, and it'll be uh, yeah many, many more um, opportunities as well. Can't wait to have you back. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support of the Women in League show. How great has the year 2022 been for the women's game? And again, the action just keeps on coming. Uh, over the next few weeks, we'll be sort of moving into NRLW season, which we cannot wait. So we really do appreciate your support. How can you continue to support the podcast? It's easy. Simply download the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.